0: So your habits will direct the path of your life. And so if you want to know where you're going, look at what you're doing. Welcome to another installment of the Grow You podcast. I'm Kiefer Honeycutt. Our passion, our purpose, and our pleasure here at Grow You is to help you get 1% better every single day so you can grow into the you that God wants you to be. I'm so happy that you're here. I'm so happy to tell you about something that I'm really passionate about today. But before I get into that, i got to ask you one question. Can one coin make you rich? Now, On the first hand most times people say well no one coin couldn't make you rich let's imagine i give you a few coins and i keep adding one coin at a time and keep asking that question eventually if i keep adding coins you'll get to the point where you have enough coins to where you'd say yeah I, i am rich we understand that small incremental change can make us wealthy we understand that in wealth and it's the same principle In life, the answer to how you get wealth in life, not necessarily financial wealth, but the the wealth that matters most, is little changes in your life through things called habits. And that's what we're going to be talking about today being excited about learning how to change your life through habits. So I want you to think of the, the most successful people in the whole wide world the megaliths, the rock stars, the bigwigs that propel creativity, and commerce in this world. All of them have one thing in common, and that's habits. James Clear, the speaker and author of the New York Times bestselling book, Atomic Habits, he has this to say on habits. He says, the holy grail of habit change is not a single 1% improvement, but a thousand of them. It's a bunch of atomic habits stacked up each one a fundamental unit of the overall system. So what's the key to success then in that? It's learning to build these little habits and creating a sustainable system so you can make a significant improvement in your life. And we know as leaders that when you make an improvement in your life, you're going to make an improvement in the lives of others around you. Because here's the thing. Winners and losers, they all got the same goal, right? Right? However, not all of them have the same outcome. Unfortunately, the difference between success and failure is based off the habits and the systems that people have. So your habits will indicate the direction that your life goes in. So for you, my dear friend, my dear listener, I want you to think about who you want to be and what you need to do to get there. And we here at Grow You, were passionate about being godly people who do godly things. So if that's who you want to be, then you need to create godly habits and create godly systems in your life to create that direction for your life to move towards. So today, I want to share with you three tips, three hacks that you can have to build better habits and better systems. But before we go into those, I need to put a big asterisk, a big disclaimer, a big caveat, a big but, if you will, and I cannot lie. A big but on what this podcast will be. This is not going to be a comprehensive conversation on habits. There are tons of amazing books out there on what it means to build habits. Three of them that I'd like to recommend is uh, Do It For A Day by Mark Batterson. Incredible 30-day thing on, on building awesome habits. Of course, Atomic Habits by James Clear. An incredible book about just a comprehensive look at what habits are and how to make them, and then I also want to recommend Tiny Habits, The Small Habits That Change Everything by B.J. Fogg. It's a great book about really just getting into those little everyday things that you can do. I highly recommend you guys pick up those books. Think about this conversation today as almost the appetizer for the full meal of these kinds of books, right? Let it just whet your whistle about what you're going to be learning more about. With that in mind, I want you to... kind of surround your mind around three thinks, three thinks, think who, not what think crystal clear and think stack, not attack. So let's talk about thinking who, not do thinking who, not what one of the biggest ways to build, sustain habits, right? Is not to focus on what you want to do, but instead think who you want to be. All right, so think think about it like this. Let's say you want to get in better shape, right? Most times we're going to say things like, well, I want to go to the gym, or I'm going to eat healthier. Now, maybe that's going to work for a little bit, but after a while, you're going to fail because you don't have a compelling enough reason to maintain that progress. Instead, what you should be doing is you think, I want to be the kind of person who's healthier, I want to be a healthier person. So then what you're going to do is you're going to reverse engineer habits and systems around what you think a healthy person is going to be doing. You're going to walk around and you're going to ask the question, what would a healthy person do? What would a healthy person eat right now? From there, you're going to remind yourself of your new identity on a consistent basis. And when anything comes up that might oh, go against or betray that new identity, you're not gonna do it because you're not gonna betray who you are. You're not gonna eat that cheeseburger. Why? Because that's not what a healthy person does. You're not gonna skip several workouts in a row. Why? That's not what healthy people do. So we're gonna think who, not do. We're gonna think about who we wanna be, not what we are doing. Let's think about it this way. Let's say that you wanna read the Bible more. Let's say you want to pray more. You want to be a more loving and intentional person just like Christ. So what you're going to do is you're going to start asking yourself that same question that became so prevalent, so popular in the 1980s, right? WWJD, what would Jesus do? You're going to walk around every single day asking the question, what would Jesus do in this situation? When you ask that question, what would Jesus do in this situation? You're going to find that you're going to gossip less because gossiping goes against the person of Jesus, and that is not the kind of person that you want to be. You're finding you're going to flee from temptation more, flee from things like pornography more, because those things lie outside of the person that Jesus is and the person that you want to be. You're going to find you're going to pray more. You're going to have a more intentional relationship with the scriptures. You're going to be more loving to other people because that lines up with the person of who Jesus is and the person that you want to be. Make your habit formation a who conversation, an identity conversation, not necessarily what you want to do. Because when you do, you'll be thinking more in terms of the foundation of your life. And it's real hard to betray that foundation. You do that, you're going to be more on the path of the person that God wants you to be. Okay, so that's the first thing, right? Think who, not do. The second thing, we're going to think crystal clear. So let's talk about thinking crystal clear for a second. Thinking crystal clear is something, when it comes to habits, that seems obvious, right? That seems super, super simple. The problem is, is most times we miss it straight up. When we start habits, when we start goals, we usually think in very vague terms. We say, I want to lose weight. I want to be a writer. I want to be a more godly person, right? Even those are identity-based, but that's great. But, well, it's not super clear how you get those. Management um, big organizational things, even in churches, we oftentimes have to think of things with what 's called a smart goal so uh, smart goals make things clear, simple, manageable, attainable you know uh, mar- you know you can be able to mark it out and tell exactly how it is you can track that okay so when we think in vague terms, we never really know when we have achieved our goal right when we have Begun to be the kind of person, have the kind of behavior, establish the kind of habits that we want to be. The key to being crystal clear with what we're going to do is acknowledging what, who, when, and where we're going to have that habit or have that system. Okay, think about it like this. So let's say my wife comes up to me, right, and she says, Kiefer, we need to go on more dates, now, my reaction is, yeah, that's great. I love it. Let's make a more regular thing to go on dates. Then we go throughout the week and busyness creeps in. All the things that normally happen in our lives, and what happens? We don't go on a date. Let's imagine, though, instead that my wife says, Kiefer, we need to go on more dates. I say, that's a great idea. How about this Saturday at 5.30, we're going to go to Applebee's. In fact, I'm going to call my parents, your parents, we're going to call somebody to watch the kids so we can have a great time and they can have a great time. Now, what's the likelihood that we're actually going to go on that date? Well, It goes way, way up, way higher because we've made it clear, we've made it attainable, we've made it crystal clear. That's how we need to think about our goals, specified goals. Not just thinking about who we wanna be, but what we wanna do, how that looks, who's involved, when and where. That's how you make quality habits. Now let's say that you wanna be a, a writer. Right? You finally wanna get that book off your chest that you've been thinking about for all this time. So rather than saying I wanna write more, what you're gonna say is I will write one page at my desk every night before I go to bed. Now you've made a date with yourself for that habit, a much more clear and attainable goal. Let's say that you want to make reading the Bible and praying more a more consistent habit in your life, a more sustainable system. Rather than saying, oh, I'm going to pray more or I'm going to read the Bible more, you're going to say, I'm going to read one chapter from the book of John every single morning after I wake up. Or I'm going to pray for one minute a day during my car ride commute to work. Boom. That's a date. That is thinking crystal clear. You eliminate any possibility of not making the habit, making it clear, making it something that you have to cancel the date almost to be able to do. Okay. So you talk about thinking who, not do. We've talked about thinking crystal clear. Now let's talk about think stack, not do attack. So we talked about in that goal, habit, system building, we have to think who we want to be. Then we have to make clear what that looks like, how, when, where, but what does that really look like? That's why we're going to talk about stack, not attack. So most times we think about getting a habit, getting a system, getting something established. What are we going to do? We're gonna talk about motivation, baby, motivation. We're gonna get, uh, you know, we're gonna watch all the YouTube, all the TikTok, all the Instagram, encouraging motivational videos, right? We're gonna get like the best inspirational quotes up on our wall, up on our lock screen. We're gonna be super encouraged by those. Then we're gonna build like the epic playlist, the motivation playlist that's gonna encourage us and propel us to get things done. Then like William Wallace, In Braveheart, we're going to charge forward with a no-holds-barred, take-no-prisoners attitude, and that's going to last about as long as the energy drink that you just guzzled. It's not going to last. And eventually, you're going to find yourself sitting in the dirt, exhausted, and you're going to give up on your goal. Why is that? Because motivation is a myth. Yes, absolutely, it's great to, to, to get excited about stuff. In fact, kind of having that pregame highlight mindset to psych yourself up. Even having a playlist, there's some awesome brain science in why that can be a helpful thing. However, motivation can't be the primary thing that propels your habits and your systems. No, you need to have something deeper. You need to have a system that sustains your habits. You can't just attack your problems. Because if you attack your problems, you're going to oftentimes find that that motivation is just... Not enough. The solution is creating small and manageable systems that stack on top of your already existing systems. Both atomic habits and tiny habits, both the authors lay out the importance of small and manageable habits to start off. Right. So rather than saying, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to work out for two hours every single day, well, start manageable start smaller. In fact, James Clear in Atomic Habits, he says, he calls it the two-minute rule, right? Rather than saying you're going to go for two hours, say just go for two minutes Uh, because it's going to be silly. You're not going to stop going to the gym after two minutes, right? You'll continue to do the workout. Now, that's maybe a a silly and extreme way to do it, but but it's a good idea to think small, sustainable. So the Clear path to to making those habits, those sustainable systems, make it simple, make it manageable, and stack it on top of an already existing habit or system. This is called habit stacking. So, in one of the most famous uh, episodes of The Officer, one, of one of my favorites, one of the main characters, Jim Halpert, he has a does a great illustration of what's called classical conditioning. So, in the episode, Jim plays a a prank on one of his coworkers, Dwight Schrute. So what he does is he pretends to reboot his computer that makes kind of this, this little chime, this little noise. And every single time the noise or the chime comes in, he offers Dwight an Altoid. Over and over he does this, right? He makes the noise, offers the mint. Noise, mint. Noise, mint. Noise, mint. And the last time we see it happen, right, the noise goes off, Dwight holds out his hand for the mint. And Jim says, what are you doing? And Dwight, he's baffled. He doesn't understand why he just did that. And in fact, he says, oh, my, my mouth tastes terrible. It, it's, a, it's a super funny illustration of, of classical conditioning. The idea of classical conditioning is it's the process of linking a stimulus that occurs naturally. Right? Your, your mouth salivates. Even as I say salivate, my mouth is starting to, to water. Um, there you go, classical conditioning. But you link something natural, right, your mouth salivating, with something that is introduced that's less natural the chime of the computer. This is also the same principle in habit stacking, right? Connecting what you're already doing with what you want to do. That is habit stacking. So it's trying to create a regular rhythm using the regular rhythms you already have. So let's imagine this. If you're a big coffee drinker, right? Maybe you want to get more in a meditative prayer mindset, more of a meditative prayer rhythm. So what you're going to do is you're going to take your coffee time, right? You're gonna drink your cup of coffee and you're going to pray. Now every single time you see coffee, every single time you think about a cup of coffee, you're going to think about prayer. Let's say that you want to eat healthier and you love Netflix. So make a deal with yourself. That you can only watch Netflix while cooking a delicious, healthy meal. Or maybe say that you really are excited about oh, wanting to read the Bible more. Okay? So what you're going to do is before you go to bed, right? Remember we talked about this in, in our, one of our newsletters, the idea of being your own butler. You're going to set out your breakfast you know, beforehand. Maybe you're going to have cereal. So you set out a cereal um, you know, box with your bowl and your spoon, and you're going to set your Bible right next to it. So the next morning, boom, when you get your breakfast, your Bible is already there. You have stacked that habit. Maybe you want to read more, right? Well, you're already going to be making a commute to school, a commute to work, a commute somewhere. Why don't you pick up an audiobook and listen to that in the car? Whatever it is, you're t- doing what you already do. You're linking that with what you want to do. You're creating a connection, and that's a habit stack. Here's the thing. Good or bad, habits change your life. These little things that you do, they make all the difference in the world. It kind of reminds me of the Titanic. Now, if I were to ask you what sank the Titanic, most of us would say an iceberg. Right? We all saw the Leo DiCaprio movie, right? And even now, I'm thinking, you know, catch me, Jack, hold me. But anyways, that's just me. But that's only half the story, right? You see, yes, an iceberg did end up sinking the Titanic, but an iceberg would not have been able to penetrate the double-thick steel hull of the Titanic. No, the Titanic sank because of 3 million faulty rivets. that catastrophically failed at the impact on the iceberg. At some point in the manufacturing process, some people cut a few corners and they used substandard iron in creating these rivets. So when these rivets came into contact with the icy cold water and made that impact against the iceberg, they failed. They sprung off of the whole, allowing ice-cold water of the Atlantic to rush into the dooming ship. Here's the thing. A good life, a godly life, the best life is a life lived in rivets. It's making the most out of those little moments. And how you do that best is with habits, with systems that make the most impact. I love the way Mark Batterson talks about it. He says that if we treat the little things like they're big things, then the big things will feel like little things. Treat the little things like they're big things, and the big things will feel like little things. Life is all about little things. So here's my challenge, dear friends. Do the little things like they're big things. Seek God and what he wants you to do, specifically who he wants you to be, and then find those little habits, those little systems to be able to build your life around. Right? You're going to be thinking who, not do, right? who you want to be, not necessarily just what you want to do. And then you want to think crystal clear. Right? What am I going to do? How is that going to look? Who is going to be involved? Where am I going to go? When am I going to do it? And then all along the way, you stack those habits, you hack your brain, you hack your life to make it the most possible, most plausible, most pleasurable way for you to make and sustain those habits. Then you'll be one step closer, that 1% better and closer to the who that God wants you to be. Bummer city. That wraps up another month at the Grow You podcast. I want to say a big thank you to you for letting us into your ears, letting us into your heart, and letting us into your lives. I, I challenge you. I encourage you. Please, please share this with someone who you think needs to hear it. Right? That's, that's going to be a way we can help other people grow, not just keep this in-house. Share it on social media. That's going to be a big help um, to us. I want to say thank you to you for making the time for this. I want to say thank you to Rachel for, for editing this, for, for putting it together that great newsletter that you guys get to enjoy. And I want to encourage you, keep growing. Keep getting that 1% better every day. Keep getting one step closer to the who that God wants you to be. In the meantime, we'll see you next month. Much love and to your success. Grow You is a next-gen affiliation with Park Chapel Christian Church in Greenfield, Indiana. Grow You podcast is hosted by Kiefer Honeycutt. Music composed by Space. Like and subscribe on YouTube and or Apple and Spotify podcasts.